0: Hey guys, what's up? I am really excited to talk to you guys today about how things went with my confirmation and what things I've been learning uh, from God since then. And I feel like I feel like this is a new chapter. This is a brand new chapter for me um, within my spirituality, within my relationship with Christ. And I'm really excited to share this with you guys because... Um, like a lot of people, I, I would sit around and wait for a sign. I would say, Lord, if you want me to know something or universe, if you want something to happen, you'll send me a sign and you'll tell me exactly what it is. There won't be any, you know, questions about it. It will be, you know, very matter of fact. It's going to be like a bright neon sign telling me exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. Well, I, f- First of all, I didn't get that. <laughs> that's not how that's not how this story's gonna go. But there was a very smooth, you know, type of transition into it. So I'm just gonna start talking about it because I'm I'm excited. So with my confirmation, that was me, you know, becoming part of the church after being in my RCIA classes for the last um eight months or so. And I feel like I've grown a lot from that. And I'm really I'm really not ready for it to be over if we're being honest. Um, at first I was like, Oh my gosh, like I have to go to class like for like an hour and a half every single week for like eight months and now I'm like, What am I gonna do? Like that was like my schedule, that was my routine. Like I really enjoyed being able to have that time set aside to to just talk about God and to learn more about Catholicism. Like that's that's what I was I had been doing for so long and now I'm like, Well, what am I supposed to do? So I feel like I definitely went from thinking like, oh, this is something I have to do to this is something I want to do. And I'm really excited because I felt like I was asked what, what is like the biggest difference that you feel from, you know, before you were confirmed until, you know, after you were confirmed. And for me, it was feeling as if it's not an obligation to go to mass. It's something I want to do. I feel like with everything going on, if you guys heard the last episode, with everything happening in my life lately, it's really important for me to lean into God and to be at church and to participate in Mass. And it's just, I don't know if you guys have ever felt like an overwhelming sense of peace or just knowing that you're right where you're supposed to be but that's how I feel. So I want to talk about the confirmation. So that happened at Easter Vigil. And if you've never been to an Easter Vigil, this is my very first one. Um, I've been to mass. It takes about an hour, you know, every Saturday night or Sunday morning for mass. And that's what I'm used to, right? You know, holiday, you know, services may be a little bit longer, but the Easter Vigil happens at nighttime. It started like, 8.45. Like, it was... I was like, wait a minute. It starts at, like, bedtime? <laughs> and they're like, yeah. <laughs> so, the first difference for me was having to stay up late. Um, and my mother-in-law is my sponsor for it, so she went with me. And for confirmation, you choose a confirmation name based off of a saint or, you know, another um, holy person that you f- either feel a connection with, maybe you want to be more like them, Who you know, whoever... Whoever you choose, that's your confirmation name. Well, I I found a couple that I was like, ooh, like I like their name. Or I like their story. Or I think this one's like a total, you know, like, like part of my language, a badass. But I was like, that's the type of person that like, wow, like they're so cool. And then I had gone to RCA class the following week and Kathy, one of um, our teachers, she was like, If you guys think maybe you found the right one, go home and pray on it. And I hadn't done that yet. So I started praying on it. And the more I felt like I needed to talk about Mary. And it's like, yeah, Mary's like Jesus' mom. Like, we all, I heard the stories, you know, born in a manger, all that stuff. Like, but for me, it was, I want to be more like Mary. I want to be more patient. I want to be more devout I want to be more loving I want to be more kind I want to be the type of mom that Mary was and for me I was like okay I prayed on it I've completely changed my mind I'm going with Mary so at my confirmation um the other two people had been like within my class they had not been previously baptized so they were baptized and then they were confirmed I was baptized as a kid And so, um, just a regular non-denominational church. And I chose, um, to go ahead and just get confirmed through the church. And for me, I was kind of, like I said, normally for me, I'm waiting for a sign, a smack in the forehead, um, you know, bright neon lights. And it wasn't like that. It was like a very subtle change in how I viewed things and how I felt. And another thing that that happens at you know Easter Vigil and like, my confirmation was this candle. It was this really big, heavy candle, and it was blessed, and it was made out of this like fancy beeswax, and it was just amazing. And you know they were doing a lot of liturgical readings, and they were doing a lot of singing things that I wasn't used to hearing at Mass, and I was trying to pay attention, but when they lit this candle, all I could do is stare at this candle. And I, like the following week at class, um, Deacon Tom asked us, you know, what, what did you take from it? And I'm like, honestly, I, I tried to pay attention to what you were saying. I don't know if maybe I need to get my ADHD meds adjusted or what, but I could not pay attention to anything you were saying or singing uh, because I just kept staring at this candle. Like it was almost as if like this, the light on this candle had like an aura around it and it was just beautiful it was almost like a like a rainbow going around it and I couldn't stop staring at it. And he's like that's exactly what you're supposed to do. You're not like listening to what I have to say is not important in the house of God. Like when when you are there, like that was that was the light of Jesus Christ. That was what you were supposed to be paying attention to. Like don't pay attention to me as a deacon, pay attention to, you know, the presence of God there. And I felt like that entire night I was like, man, I'm going to mess something up. Like we did like a little rehearsal, but I'm like, you know, I'm like, there's something that I'm going to have to like mess up. Like, I don't know. And I'm like, obviously I thought I messed up because I, I wasn't paying attention to what he was saying. I was staring at this light, this candle. I could not stop staring at it. Um, and so whenever they told me that at class the following week, it really hit me that, you know, when i have when i have doubted in my life previously that jesus existed or that god was real or anything like that all of that was put to rest i no longer i no longer have any doubt in my mind or in my heart or in my soul or in my spirit that god is real that I am exactly where I'm supposed to be at in my life according to his plan and that he's there for me and I really I really feel like I have this overwhelming sense of peace now I'm not saying I don't get frustrated and I don't need a chill pill but what I'm saying is like deep down I feel an overwhelming sense of peace like I can relax my shoulders all I want, and I might still have some tension in my neck, but I feel at peace in my soul. And that is what I got from my confirmation. That is what I got from being able to take the sacrament um, and the Eucharist. And I was I was nervous, as you know, an alcoholic, um, that the priest was going to dip the body into the blood of Christ and give it to me at my confirmation. And I was like, do I pull him off to the side and tell him that I have I had a drinking problem and that I don't know if this is going to trigger me? But I honestly was just like, you know what? I like I had prayed on it and I had talked to Jesus and I told him, I said, listen, I, I promise I will never drink again because one drink is going to be one too many and it will also never be just enough. And I was stuck on... Whether or not I would be able to take, you know, the, the body and the blood of Christ at my confirmation. And I made the exception because I felt at peace with it to be able to take the body and the blood. Now, that was something that I really wasn't sure if I was going to think, like, man, like, I really want to go drink a whole ball of wine after this. Um, but I was, I was nervous and then i took it and i did not think hey i want to go drink i didn't have that urge to drink an entire bottle of wine i didn't have that urge at all and that that led me to believe that that was that was god telling me it was it was okay you're free from a life of addiction you've given it up accepting the body and the blood of christ was an exception And it was absolutely amazing. And after, um, I was going to do two episodes for this, but I decided to just have one kind of long episode. Um, so I had talked about my confirmation and I want to talk about what happened after confirmation as well. So we were given some, um, gifts from, um, Deacon, Tom and Kathy, who are our, our our CIA director. And, um, Kathy helps out with things. She's really a lot more than she'll let you to believe because she's so humble, but she really, she does a lot. And I really am glad to have her in my life, but they gave us, um, you know, some beautiful gifts and that, that included a gift card to a place called um, the farm, which is the blessed mother of the redeemer retreat center. There's a bookstore there. And, This entire place gets started. I'm going to give a very brief overview on it. But Mary, Jesus' mom, Mary, appeared to um, a woman who owned the property. And she told her what the plan was for the property. And so she turned it into, you know, know, this beautiful retreat center. And when you go there, you feel this peace and these special graces that you don't feel elsewhere. And so I went there and... When I went there with my gift card, I had, I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna what I'm gonna see there. I don't know what I'm gonna find. I don't know if it's even gonna make a difference for me, but I'm gonna go because I feel like I feel like I've been putting it off long enough, and I want to feel the way that other people feel when they go there. That's what I want in my life. So um, I went there one day after I had a doctor's appointment in Bloomington. I was like, I'm already here. I'm already in Bloomington. It's like 10, 10 minutes away. I'm just gonna drive there, and I drove out there, and it was raining and I was like, great. I just got hair extensions. I'm like, my hair is going to be like a total rat's nest, but whatever. I walk into the bookstore, and there's a woman in there who I started chatting with. Um, she was working there. I'm not sure if she, if she actually works there. She's like a volunteer there, but she was there, and after we talked for about an hour, we cried together. Um, I know I was meant to be there that day, that time, and I know that mary led me to be there that day i know that that's where she wanted me um she led me there for a reason um and i had you know i had gotten so many gifts from you know deacon tom and kathy that i was like i really don't know what to buy myself so i ended up getting things for my father in law um since you know we we knew he was sick at that point and i was like man i want to i was like i literally told her i was like anything and everything that will help him like i don't care how much it costs like, I don't care to go over my gift card limit. Like, just get everything that can possibly, you know, maybe help. So that was that was what I did. I, I was like, bracelets. Limit. I was like, I got like a miraculous metal bracelet. I was trying to buy charms. I was trying to get anything and everything that I thought I could put around him or on him to help him. Um, and after I was done there, there's a beautiful Sacred Heart Chapel on the property. And I went up there and... I started to pray and I was the only one in there it was beautiful I had never been in church by myself before but I loved it it was peaceful and I was like you know what I've never prayed the rosary before but I got a little pamphlet and I was given a rosary as um, my, as a confirmation gift so I'm like I've got this rosary I've got this pamphlet tells me how to so I started praying the rosary and I started praying to Mary and praying to God and Asking uh, if there is any way you can spare him. Please spare my father-in-law. If you can't, then I understand. But give us closure and let, let him not suffer. And I just, I felt this overwhelming sense to just let it all out. And I just sat there and I just cried. Just on my knees in church, just crying. And I... After I felt such such a relief, like I mean, not the type of relief that a good cry normally gives you, but like a spiritual relief, like a weight was lifted off of me. And when I went home, I was I was absolutely in awe of the fact that I had a lot of things that I chalked up to coincidence between my conversation with Margot and. Everything that had happened, you know, to both of us in our lives, I chalked it up to coincidence and it was God. Little God winks throughout my entire day, allowing me to meet people and talk to them and seeing how, you know, our lives are also intertwined, even though we all seem like we're so distant. The the peace in and of itself that I felt from going to the farm. I would invite anybody and everybody to go there at least once and just be on the property and just allow yourself to just be. And it doesn't matter if you're Catholic, it doesn't matter you know what your denomination is or if you even believe in God, but maybe you feel as if you're being drawn there. I would say, just go park your car there. If you want to go in the chapel, go in the chapel. There's a special feeling that you get when you are there on that property. And I kinda wish I could like bottle some of that up and bring it home with me. (laughs) But until then, I'm just gonna continue to make my, my trips back there. And I brought my niece recently and she's been struggling. And you know, being a teenager and being a girl is not easy. But I brought her there and I said, I didn't tell her too much about the place. I just said, I'm going to bring you to the farm. And she thought we were going to an actual farm. She was looking for cows. I'm like, no, ding dong, like we're going to a place called the farm. And I told her that it made me feel better when I went there. And so we're going there. And she had a very similar experience to what I had. We went up to the chapel and we got on our knees and we prayed. And she said that after praying. She just felt like she wanted to cry. And I said. In a good way or a bad way. She's like, I felt like. If I could cry. It would wash all the bad stuff away. And I would be new again. And at that moment. I knew that Mary had touched her heart. I knew that. She was right where she needed to be. I knew that we were where we needed to be. And I knew that it would be okay because I knew that at this point, she's leaning into God while we're going through this as a family. And it just made me feel so, so good just knowing that in, in times of such uncertainty, one thing is certain. And that is God is right there all around us all the time. All we have to do is build that relationship.